Blog Talk Radio. Three women bringing badly needed change to the music industry. And we talked to Salvador Santana. He's got a new album and a new baby. He's a dad. It's Music Friday Live. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. So, you know, call in. Or actually, since we have three guests today, calling in is probably not going to work because we're a little tight on time. Uh, Email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates in the East Coast. You're going to hear us later tonight. And also, hi to everybody in England who will be listening to us tomorrow on the Artistic Echoes network and the Canal Side Radio network, as well as everyone on Blog Talk Radio, of course. And again, if you have questions or comments for our guests, email us today, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, if you're listening to Music Friday Live on a podcast or in England, you know, you can email your questions, too, and we'll forward them uh, to our guests. A report released this week by Professor Stacy L. Smith at the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative reveals something that actually women in the music industry have known from the get-go. They are stereotyped, sexualized, and stymied, despite the fact that there are legions of extremely talented women, both in front and behind bands. They are shut out of the production studios, the festival lineups, the top song list, and the industry power jobs. The three women you are about to meet are doing something about this. Last year, they launched Rebel Road, a music platform, label, promotion, and production organization. I'll let them explain it to you. To expand support and touring opportunities, for women in the country, in Americana music, and in country western music, and to boost women in all genres by expanding opportunities. Music Friday Live is very proud to welcome Karen Rappaport McHugh, KP Hawthorne, and Adrienne Assom. Before we talk about the music industry and women, let's bring our audience up to speed on the Rubble, on Rubble Road. Karen, maybe you can tell us about Rubble Road. What is it? Well, good morning, Patrick. Thank you so much for having us on, and happy Friday. Yes, I'm happy to talk to you about that. So this was something that really was the start of Adrian and KP as artists, finding it challenging to have opportunities and looking around and seeing that, you know, playing locally was great, but getting to that next level, they've both been in the industry for a long time, and they approached me because I had worked with them at Stagecoach Festival and said, you know, we th- have this idea, and we'd like to talk to you about it. And as we started brainstorming, something bigger came out of it, and that was the beauty of Rebel Road. We realized that there was this hole in the industry, and there were people talking about it, certainly in Nashville with Change the Conversation, but it hadn't really gestated yet. And I think we provided something that was new and fresh, certainly for our side of the country here in uh, California. Well, thank you for that. And also, pardon me, I forgot to welcome everybody on the air. I'm so sort of (laughs) focused on this issue here. But uh, thank you all for taking the time to to be with us. Uh, uh, KP, uh, Mm -hmm. and and I'm addressing questions to each of you because your voices are similar and our audience probably can't tell who's talking unless I do that. But if I ask one of you a question that you think another person can answer better, just go ahead and kick it over there. This is, this is a conversation. It's not an interrogation. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. KP, you know, there are some other initiatives out there to boost women in the industry. There's the she rocks awards and she is music and the Spotify a residency program, the music coalition. Um, what do you see as rebel roads niche in the eco, in this ecosystem? Well, coming from the artist and, you know, the creator side, of, of this whole thing, I feel like we, we're really strong in, in that part of it. Um, we're, we're boots on the ground here in L.A., um, which, you know, L.A. always used to have a great country and roots scene. 
and it doesn't have the same community that it that it did in in decades past, um, just because of the nature of country music and national. That's a whole other conversation. But because we're here and we're gigging and we're we know people and we're 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 trying to build the community. And that was sort of our the essence of what we wanted to do from the beginning was just be a home and be a community for artists and um, you know just be be there for people. I wonder. I've, I've got, you know we're getting emails in from our um, our listeners already, and we've got one here from a woman in L.A., Renee in L.A., and, she, and she's obviously been listening pretty carefully to you. Um, she wants to know what happened to country music in L.A. <laughs> Who wants to answer Whoever. that, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> well, Karen. so uh, it's, I, I think there's there's a lot of things to that led into that. There is a huge history going back to the days of the Dust Bowl that all of these many artists came. People talk a lot about the Bakersfield sound, but Los Angeles was a huge home to country music, and certainly the Palomino was the center of a lot of it, and when radio coalesced in Nashville, a lot of that energy left Los Angeles along with the business, then the Palomino closed, and that was sort of the end of the community. It was super strong, and I think that's why, as Adrian and KP were saying, everyone here who still is making great music felt like there was an opportunity. When artists travel, they don't necessarily know how to travel the West Coast. There isn't a center, a home for that. And we're very new. We've only been around for a year, but we're hoping um, to slowly build that back. There are many venues playing um, country music and Western music and Americana music here in Los Angeles and all across California. But I think there's not one defined road. So, again, Rebel Road, we're, we're working for the history and legacy of California country and for gender equity and to help promote women. That's our main goal. Uh, Adrian, you're you're a musician, so yeah. so what do you hope to achieve as, as part of Rebel Road? Well, you know, we had a pretty insane and amazing year for one year. On since March first, we've had ten events, and I think probably one of our proudest moments of our entire, at least a part of my life, and I think we all share this, is that we reopened the Palomino the most important country music club on the West coast um, in October, we opened it for one night. It was open from 1949 to 1995. And um, we basically, we built a time capsule and we brought all the stars back and we brought all the up and comers. And um, you know, we, that, that even goes back further to a podcast that KP was working on. Um, We had KP, you want to tell a little bit about your podcast and what happened with us and the Palomino? Yeah, the, so the this is KP. So the the podcast idea, we just we just wanted to talk to people about life on the road, and especially women, and um, what it's like out there touring. It was kind of, it was Rebel Road stories from the highway. It's still in production. We're still working on it. But we learned as we were interviewing people about the Palomino because we talked to all these people, Gerf Morlix and Dale Watson and Julie Christensen and all of these wonderful artists who have been in California at some point and then maybe gone to Texas, maybe gone to Nashville, what have you, about the Palomino. And I kept hearing these stories. I'm like, I know about this Palomino, but I don't really know anything about it. And one day I brought it to the to the ladies here. I'm like, you know, I'm hearing about this Palomino over and over again. And it just kept coming up with all of us. And it just was like a can of worms that needed to be opened. <laughs> um, we just dived into the we dove into the history and um, okay. and found a major and found a major core of our community and have been reconnecting all of these pieces. And this year is the 70th mm-hmm. anniversary of that club. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're in, in the process of doing so many things, but it is, you know, it's just once we dove in, all of these incredible things started and all, all of these things started to become revealed and all of these people started to come out and, it's been really cool that the community has, I mean, it feels like it's working. You know, we're about to go, um, 
back to South by Southwest. Our official launch last year was at South by Southwest in Austin, and we're about to take our California thing back to Austin this year. And we yeah. have, uh, what do we have, six days in a row of events. We do. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, but to like, to, to make that road from Austin to California, I mean, those are, you know, those are, those are our people and we're just, you know, actively in there and, and being welcomed and, and uh, welcoming them and, and, and the road is real. It's happening. Um, Great. You know, Congratulations. We're also as, thank you. As, as a, you know, what's happened since then is that we've actually gone into production on a documentary about the Palomino. And, wow. um, yeah, so well, it's, well, speaking, it's been a really big year. Well, speaking of the Palomino, uh, uh, I was introduced to Rebel Road through one of your singers, Alice Wallace, who I believe is the person who opened the Palomino uh, with you. And um, she's a great example of the high level of talent that you represent. So I want to play one of her one of her songs. Even though she was on our show a couple of weeks ago, she's so good, I'm really happy to bring her back. So why don't we play the the lonely talk? Hey, that's the Lonely Talking by Alice. And uh, I want to ask Karen, she's a stunning talent and she's even more impressive in person. I was really happy to see her in her CD release. How did you connect with her and why did you decide that it was her music that would be your debut album and that would open the Palomino? Female, we're a, we're a female owned company and we had this mission, as you've heard, of California country gender equity, women, and so as we were putting together our showcases, Alice was one of the artists that we started working with because KP had produced one of her previous albums. And as she was playing a variety of our showcases, she was working on her new album, KP is the producer, and it just made sense. It made sense for Rebel Road to have as an icon of what we're doing a record that we could show this is California country. This is the next evolution for what we believe. And certainly there are many artists here in California doing wonderful things who we also have showcased. Um, but, but because of the connection with KP and because of her music, um, we felt like she was the right person. And so again, natural evolution of where our company is going in many directions. You know, we're, sort of an octopus, many, many arms around many things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> an octopus. Huh? Uh, um, well, I, now their audience knows that you're an octopus. I want to let them get to know all of you. <laughs> Women can do it all. Better. I guess that's the, that's the point. We, we don't let things <laughs> stop us. We have no barriers when, when you're untethered. <laughs> Well, I, I want our audience to get to know a little, uh, a little of about each of you, sort of individually, and I think that music is kind of a really great way to do that. And since two of you are in working bands, I'm going to play a bit of Rebel Roads, and this is by the Hawthorns. <laughs> She's leaving tonight 
That's all I could say is that we've been having so much fun in the studio. Um, but, you know, in addition to creating great music like that, uh, I understand you have kind of a checkered past. You're a music producer. You're, you were half of the Calico duo. You do songs for TV and film. You have an album coming out this spring and a schedule of gigs, including one in my neighborhood here in, uh, at the Cinema Bar. So what motivated you to get involved with this multi-platform Rebel Road? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a lifer. That's all I can say. I mean, we all jump into this music business, and it, the music business is so shattered and, you know, scattershot. It's just, it's not, there's not one route really anymore. And I've been doing it for a while. And, you know, I got into the TV and film thing. Um, I was, I, I started out making music, and I had a record. And, one of the music supervisors for a show called Dawson's Creek, the very last season picked up one of my songs and that was, Mm. that was it. And I just started placing music on TV and film and I got into creating music for that. And that blossomed into production. Um, I love harmonies. So I created Calico the band with my partner, Amanda Mosier, Jamie Wyatt was in the band originally. And, you know, it just kind of went from there. I just love the music business and I love music. So to me, it's it's all one thing. Well, I mentioned that uh, as part of this all one thing that you're a producer, and I think uh, <clears throat> you're the only female producer in country music that I know of. And that made me think of the report that only 3% of music producers are female and only 2% are engineers, and you're both. Um, is one of your goals in Rubble Road to change that? And if so, how can that be changed? So I think that there are a lot more producers that are, that are, who are women than we, we realize. I mean, think Brandy Carlisle made that last Secret Sisters record. Um, mm-hmm. She did all that. She produced mm-hmm. that. There are a lot of us out there. Um, Amelia K. Spicer, beautiful music producer. She made a stunning record um, that was a NPR Big Top Ten record last year. Um, you know, there are a lot of us out there. I just think it's more about awareness. And not being afraid of the studio. I mean, women can get in the studio. They have good ears. There are a lot of beautiful women musicians who know how to put songs together. And I just think people need to not be afraid. Women need to not be afraid to come into the studio and give their opinions and create the music that they want to create. And I think it will just grow from there. And, the and I think you're seeing for- now, too. I think you're seeing now too that um, that with she is the music the organization that just got started and she said so and other things happening that more and more women will come out of the woodwork and will list themselves and you know will be sought out for being producers and engineers and sound you know sound girls mm-hmm. is out there and they help um, you know they're being interns there's so many avenues and I, I think we've really reached a tipping point. And Rebel Road was is created at the right time to you know to help support artists and um, and you know in the same whole genre. Well, like mm-hmm. any good Southern California institution, you're you're catching the wave. Um, <laughs> Adrienne, uh, you're also a working <laughs> musician, and before we talk about that, I, I want to want to play another song that we have been playing around the studio all week and really laughing up. And that's uh, one of yours, Stabby Mike. 
much fun and adrian i love your video <laughs> right? especially with my, the one oh, and Joshua. Okay. what oh thank you thank you so much um the, the one in in joshua tree where you're there with a stand-up bass and then the the justin the it's just video and the jam in the van i mean you guys have a lot of fun and you really project it well you're so much fun <laughs> oh thanks so much uh, you um, know, we're, I play in a band with my husband, we're a family band, and uh, our kids play music also, and uh, we, you know, we travel around, we're, we're our own kind of crazy circus, and that crazy circus is actually what brought me to the Rebel Road. Um, Kate, Karen actually had hired uh, my band and KP's band the same year at Stagecoach, I think that was five years ago, was that five mm-hmm. years ago? And, uh, and so that's when we all met, we all played the same time and, um, you know, and got along and became friends. And, um, and then, you know, it was last year, uh, KP and I started talking about throwing a festival and cause we were just looking at, we were looking at the, our, our, both of our, you know, us play in bands all the time for years, forever. And, um, and I, and we've played lots of festivals and we were just looking at it and looking at the numbers and we were saying, okay, something's really skewed here. You know, th- this is like, there's a hundred bands playing 95 of them are male, uh, you know, 75 yeah. of them are rep by the same company, but they're, and they're only the top tier of that same company. And we're just like, well, who's getting to do what here is, you know, and so we were like, well, you know, if if that's the way they're going to do it, why don't we just make our own world? And, uh, and then we thought, you know, before we go and make our own world, maybe we should call someone that's actually thrown a festival. Oh, my God. Karen and, yeah, yeah. And it was like, and she just said right away, she was like, hey, guys, you know, I'm into this. I want a partner. And so, um and you know, faster say, than I you could ever imagine. Let's be clear. I'm part of a team at the <laughs> Coach Festival. That's okay. Me. You're a lot closer than we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, yeah. uh, we're, uh, I'm not going to give you uh, uh, an opportunity to settle this because we're running out of time. We got to have the three of sort of pick up where we're been so much fun i have learned so much i hope our our audience um has has learned as much as i have where should people go to keep up with rebel road and each of your two bands sure so we have a you website know, which okay. is okay yes. com, um and we also are on facebook and all of our socials are actually rebel road show so it's with two l's like 
you know, the female version yeah. of Rebel, so Rebel Roadshow on all our socials. And then okay. we'll be at South by, as the lady said. So anybody who's going to be in Austin and then look for things that we're doing around, you know, it's, there's three of us. And so we're working as hard as we can to get as many things done as possible. And of course, Alice okay. is touring and we're working on that as well. Okay. Well, and, well, and our, gonna... our bands, our bands, uh, the Hawthorns.com, the Hawthornsmusic.com. And, and what are you, Adrian, your website? I'm Nocona, Nocona Okay. Mm-hmm. And well, well and both of our new albums will be coming out on Rebel Road Records this year along with a bunch of other surprises. So if you follow the rebelroad.com website, you will see all the crazy awesomeness that's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Well, let mm-hmm. me know and we'll have you back on the show and we'll review your albums. Well, that's it. Woo! We are yay, we are just about we are out of time. So Karen, <laughs> uh, KP, Adrian, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and for everything that you're doing and for being such fabulous guests. Thank mm-hmm. you so thank you. much. Thank you we so have much, so much fun. We love you. Mm-hmm. That's the, uh, the three women who created Rebel Road. You need to follow Rebel Road. That's uh, follow their socials, a Rebel Road show. So we are going to take a quick break. And next up is Sal Santana. So don't go anywhere. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyberstation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyberstation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyberstation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. Well, the following interview was actually recorded last week. So don't call in. Uh, If you have questions for Sal, uh, send them to us and we will forward them to uh, Salvador Santana. Remember now, no calls. So here he is. Salvador Santana never ceases to amaze me and to make me happy. He writes music that is both fun on the surface and deep in meaning, which is not an easy task. He throws himself into projects that bring a positive spin to the world and improves lives. No wonder that at a young age, he has accumulated more praise and accolades than a lot of people do through their entire lives. And he comes by his music honestly. His family has long been a creative force, notably his father, the Hall of Fame guitarist Carlos Santana. Salvador's instrument is not the guitar. His instruments are the keyboard, lyrics, and often collaboration with other artists. And he wields these instruments with skill and unbridled joy. As always, he is working on a new project or several new projects. And he's got new songs out. And we are happy to have them and to welcome an old friend and a new father, Salvador Santana. Sal, welcome back to Music Friday Live. It's been a while. Right on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a minute. Well, before we get to the music, you're a dad now. Um, congratulations. Thank you. And Thank you. Has the life change that having children brings begun to sink in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it sank in the moment I first, I first saw him. Uh, it was just an amazing, an amazing feeling. You know, it's, it's, it's exactly what everyone says. And at the same time, it's, it's more than what anybody has been able to describe. It's really hard to pinpoint it, but it is really life changing and it's, it's incredible. Uh, and you know, everything I do, everything I've been doing and everything I continue to do is always, is always for him, for my son. Okay. All right. Well, that's the way it should be. And I'm sure you've already started the college fund. Um, in the meet. <laughs> I, started, I started a few funds, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, in the meantime, you've got some new projects, and I wonder if you could tell us about them. Mm-hmm. The first one I want to ask you about is uh, RMX K and Z. What is that? Oh, right. So RMX K and Z is actually an abbreviation for the Remixicans. It's a project that myself and it's a collaboration project that myself and my dear friend. Um, mi amigo, uh, mi hermano, my brother uh, from another, as Drew Sierra, the lead singer of Ozomotli. Uh, we've known each other for many years, and we've been wanting to collaborate. We've collaborated at times, but we've been wanting to collaborate on a full-length record. 
And for the last uh, two years or so, we've been getting together here at my, well, both of each other's studio. He's got a home studio. I have a home studio. And we've been getting together here and there with what time we have and putting together just a collection of music that him and I have been uh, cultivating, uh, if you will, for quite some time. And uh, we finally have a, a, a full album ready to go. It's waiting in the wings. I got a couple of projects that I'll talk to you in a second about that uh, are going to co- go first. And then after that, uh, the Remixicans, RMX, K and Z will soon follow that. Uh, and I'm really, really stoked about it. It's, uh, it's got a little bit, I think there's a song for everybody out there listening. Uh, you know, we don't just focus on one genre, if you will. It's almost like a, a, a compilation, you know, but, but there's a cohesive thread myself, uh, whether I'm rapping or playing keys uh, or just, just noodling around on whatever instruments or, or, uh, you know, get gizmos and gadgets that I could find. Uh, and as of course, singing and, uh, playing his trumpet and both of us just uh, producing and programming beats and instruments and things of that nature. It's just a lot of fun. And really at the end of the day, I look forward to when it comes out. Cause I just want everyone to, to, to that listen to it, to enjoy it as much as uh, we both had fun uh, creating it. Well, let me tell people right now that if they go to your website, they can sign up for a newsletter, which will probably let them know when it comes out. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. They can go on SalvadorSantana.com. There's also uh, Remixicans.com where people and, and social medias as well that are attached to both, uh, I, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, I think I'm leaving a couple of those are the main ones. Though. Uh, but the same thing for myself, for Azure and for the Remixicans. If people want to stay in touch with that and see where it's, you know, how it's going and what have you, uh, they can definitely follow along and uh, see See where see what's happening with it. Uh, Lord willing, it'll come out uh, spring at the very latest uh, summer, for sure. Okay. Well, I think we have uh, some some songs we can kind of tease with on that one. But you mentioned you've got some other projects, so why don't you tell us about them? Yeah, sure. First and foremost, uh, same thing. I've been collaborating with a ton of different artists the, the last couple of years. One in particular recently is with uh, DJ Felix, uh, who's been a household name within the house and actually garage style music over in the UK, uh, or as they say, garage, or that's what Felix <laughs> taught me how to say it. Uh, and we got together uh, within the last couple of months, some, somewhere in the fall, late summer, early fall, we got together here at my home studio and he, uh, he played me a few songs, a few uh, musical instrumental ideas that he had. And uh, this one just particularly, it just jumped out at me and I was like, Ooh, this is cool. What is this? And he's like, Oh, this is something I've been working on. I can't do an English accent. I'm not even going to try to imitate him, but he's super, super chill guy. Really, really nice guy. Really love the dude. And uh, he was just like, yeah, I got this, I got this song. I got this working title called panic mode. Uh, it, it's got this, it's got this really dark vibe, but at the same time, I think can really, it, it's got this uh, sound where it invites you to just kind of get up and dance or just move around, even though it sounds like there's chaos happening all around you. And I was like, I love that. Let's, let's dive in and, and, and work on that one. And uh, we got together later in that week and started putting together some lyrics. I, I started with the, the bulk of it and then Felix kind of helped me, uh, you know, fine tune and just kind of put it all together. Sometimes you have to uh, say less in order to really convey what you're, what you're trying to say. Uh, and, Really, it was just a lot of fun putting it all together. I, I stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit because, as you said in the in the intro, I'm normally vocally and lyrically, I'm used to saying stuff on more of a positive type vibe. And if I do present something negative, I like to back it up with something positive so it it balances out. Uh, this is a little darker. It's 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 definitely a little bit darker. Uh, not condoning anything uh, of you know negative on that on that uh, level, but really just, just kind of embrace like a role, like as if I'm an actor, I'm just trying to embrace this role. Uh, and, and the lyrics are a little dark, but at the end of the day, really what it's about is no matter what's going on, even if it's the end of the world, people just want to go out and just kind of party, you know, literally like it's their last day on earth. And that's really <laughs> the subject of it. And that's, that's why we call it panic mode. Well, we don't have the music for panic mode, but we managed to get hold of the lyrics and we're going to talk about them a, a little later. But right now, I want to play some music and a song that cool. I, I really kind of puts together a little bit of what you just talked about. This is called Fantasy Reality. Fantasy. 
Uh, and we don't have time to delve into the philosophy behind that, but I'm sure there's something there. Actually, I want to play some more music. Um, and this yeah, let's do is, it. hang on, just hang on. Cool. It can be done. It will be done. So just hang on. Face to face with your own reality Simplify, time to make up your mind And every day do what it takes in this world survive When the odds seem less than zero Freedom fighters, unsung heroes Never give up on your personal wealth On the journey to the top, the only block is yourself Wow, um, first of all, who's the singer with you on that? Asdru, Asdru Sierra That's actually one of the songs that's off of the uh, Remix Skins album I was telling you about earlier yeah, uh, okay. and funny enough, that was actually the first song that we, that I think we wrote. Uh, or excuse me, that's the second song that we wrote uh, for that record. Uh, the first one we started, the first idea we had was Canvas, uh, but Just Hang On was the second idea. Well, I, I love the way you you blend your voices, and I, I especially like the the, the lines you. in it. Um, we have a saying around here that poetry's not dead. We just call it lyrics now, and uh, <laughs> and they're all around us. Uh, that's a good example. Sure. And the line that really hit me is the one we, we, we heard is being in service can be a healthy addiction. Um, is that one of your healthy addictions? Absolutely. Being of service is, is totally uh, an addiction for me and not an addiction necessarily where, you know, you have to go to some sort of uh, an anonymous meeting or things of that nature. It's more, like I said, it's a, it's a healthy addiction. It's a way of life. And uh, the, 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 the following, the, the line that follows that, I believe, is uh, uh, nothing can be done without trust and conviction. Uh, yeah. You know, so so again, for me, I feel like it's not it's not just about rhyming. I think that's that's just the fun of it is to try and make something rhyme. But for me, it's about conveying a real message, something that is is thoughtful, thought provoking, but it also has it's, uh, authenticity and truth to it as well it doesn't just sound good it's like oh he he's not just saying that oh and it sounds cool oh it rhymes oh he actually means that you know and for me yeah. i think that's the difference between a, a, certain artists some people just talk it and then there's others that talk about it and then there's others that are actually about it and for me i want to stay true to continue to be about it <clears throat> well that, that's what i meant when i said in the introduction that 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 you have a way of making music that's fun on the surface and then deep in meaning and that's like I said, it's not an easy task. Um, I've noticed that that one of your healthy addictions um, is uh, or has been 30 days of uh, Latinx, the Teenex. Can yeah. you tell our audience about that and what drew you to the idea? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I got together with my team, uh, uh, at, and we basically got together and we're like, you know, Sal, we we love that you're so active with uh, socially and within the community, uh, not just social justice, uh, that too, of course, uh, but just overall doing consistently staying active within the community. We should, it'd be cool if we did some sort of a series uh, of you talking about uh, people within the Latinx community that have impacted uh, America, you know, that most, and most people probably wouldn't even know like, Oh, uh, you know, uh, Desi Arnaz from Lucy and, uh, Lucy and Ricky, you know, Desi Arnaz, he was the first one to really start a sitcom. And, and funny enough, he actually started to really boost his career. But ironically, it was it really just propelled Lucille Ball and she just became the major star. And he was kind of the second fiddle, if you will. But he but he was really starting that to really push his his career, his band, him as a band leader uh, and as a musician. Plus, that was also really rare for a, a person of, of Latinx. Uh, community uh, and culture to be in Hollywood and at that level, uh, you know, so it was really cool to just be able to, of course, Dolores Huerta, she was another one that we had to throw in. Uh, and uh, it was funny. I, one, uh, a certain person at the time on my team was like, Hey, we should, we should do one. We should do one on your dad. And I was like, okay. And then part of me thought of it. I was like, you know what? That's almost too predictable. That's almost too easy. I feel like we should, we should really like, find someone that influenced my father, you know, and uh, it was the very last one. We had taped it 
the series, which you can also check out, by the way, on my YouTube uh, channel, Salvador Santana slash YouTube. You can check that out. And uh, we have all, all 30 videos up there. And I really wanted to be able to highlight Richie Valens because he influenced yes. my father. And he actually came just before my father did. I think he was, he was in the late 40s and the 50s. My dad started, obviously, in the mid to later 60s and, and beyond. Uh, so I really wanted to highlight someone that influenced my father. I thought that would that would be kind of cool. And uh, it ended up being really awesome. And a lot of people have been talking about it and asking if mm-hmm. we're going to do it again. And I, I have I have 30, so I, I, I accomplished my goal. Maybe we'll do 60 days of Latinx. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll right. see what we can. But it was, just, it was great to be able to collab. Yeah, right. I, I yeah. truly honor and, and respect that. Uh, uh, and thank you. Thank you for checking it out. Uh, it was a lot of fun to collaborate with uh, Julissa Arce as well, who my, my team uh, helped me get in touch with. And she did 15 and I did 15. Uh, we did it uh, last year, 22 years ago now, 2017. And then earlier yeah. this year and 20 uh, last year, 2018. Uh, so we, so I have 30, she got 30 and uh, you can check mine out on, on my YouTube. Uh, and hopefully we can continue the series because it's a lot of fun to, to just be able to uh, edu. I call it edutaining where I can educate yes. <laughs> and also entertain <laughs> people all at the same time. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun for me and it's another uh, passion project of, of mine. Um, for our, our listeners who may not know it, uh, Richie Valens was actually Richie Valenzuela. Um, and that's he right. The, the first uh, Latin American, and he was born in, I think, Pasadena, um, first Latin American uh, singer songwriter to uh, to make the top 40. He was soon followed uh, by Rosie Mendez, who did a little song called Angel Baby. But, uh, of course, that's she right. didn't use her last that's name. Right. And she was only 15 when she did it, too. Um, wow, I didn't know talking, that. So you dropping you dropping knowledge yeah. on me like <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I work a lot awesome. with and the, he also uh, had a number one. And he had a number one hit. Sorry, and he had a number one hit uh, at, at at the age of seventeen. You know, that's something that the Beatles didn't do. That's something that even Jimi Hendrix right. didn't do. Who I love, you know, so on and so forth. So I really just mm-hmm. felt the need to highlight him. Of course, Dolores Huerta and all the other names that I, that that I. That was able to feature. Um, it, they're all special, and uh, the first 15 I did were uh, uh, people of Latinx culture uh, and heritage that influenced America, and then the second 15 I did uh, were impacting the world. Uh, so it was just a lot of fun. So again, well, thank you for checking it the, out. I appreciate it. To the, to the next 15, and, and and while we're talking about her, uh, Juliessa Arce has got a great book out called My Underground American Dream, and people should take a look at mm-hmm. that one too. And yeah, uh, they yeah. might also look at your writing. Uh, we don't have time to talk about it now, about A Day Without Immigrants, and maybe even go back and look at the movie A Day Without Mexicans. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let me remind our audience that we are talking with uh, Salvador Santana, but this is a pre-recorded interview, so no phone calls. But if you have questions for Sal, email them to musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we will forward them to him. Now, in the lyrics of the... Uh, the, the song Panic Mode, you sing mm-hmm. creatures of habit dwelling in darkness, searching for freedom, claiming you're heartless. Everyone mm-hmm. lies, but not everyone gives. Everyone dies, mm-hmm. but not everyone lives. Those are pretty powerful yep. lines. Um, yeah. And we all know it's true, uh, especially now when lies are not even hidden very much. Um, is yeah. that the driving force behind your activism to help bring forth the freedom for those dwelling in the darkness? You know, that's a really, that's a really cool question. I didn't really think of that in mind when I was, or I, I wasn't thinking about that as I was writing those lyrics, but you could definitely, for me, everything that I do is all, it all circles back to the three things that I've been focusing on as of lately, which is uh, music pro- uh, production or just being a producer um, I love, of course, saying that I'm a real musician. I, you know, classically trained on the piano and, uh, you know, vocal vocals and, and doing lyrics and being a, a lyricist rather than just a rapper or a poet. I'm just a lyricist uh, and, you know, multi-musician, uh, drums, bass, guitar, a little bit here and there. But at the end of the day, I just love producing and, and putting it all together. That's where I've been focusing a lot of my creative energy. So it all comes back to producing, number one social activism and social justice, number two. Uh, and then last but not least, creating music, uh, you know, not just for myself, but 
any other collaborations as well as uh, uh, scoring for film and television as well, being able yeah. to create soundtracks and, and, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, so I'm kind of in almost the perfect town for it, you know, so that's really where I've been focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. For sure. And I, like, I, like I said, I've just been focusing my energy really on, on those three things. And maybe you're right. Maybe as I'm creating all these lyrics, I'm, am consciously thinking of, of my three passions and three things that I've been focusing on within my career and trying to, t- and just continuing to, whether I'm conscious of it or it's subconscious, just again, using that cohesive thread to just tie it all together to, it's not about pleasing necessarily anybody or certain people in particular about being consistent and blah, blah, blah. That stuff is just doing what I feel not only comes natural to me, but also doing what I love to do and what I'm here on this earth and what, what I've been put here on this earth to do. Uh, well, so there's another song. having said all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's another song I think that, that exemplifies all of that. Um, and I want to play it now. This is called, uh, uh, shout it out. That was a, uh, yeah, that was uh, something that Azure and I put together. Uh, we, it's funny when we were putting the remix album together, it originally uh, started off being just an EP. I think we had seven songs at the yeah. time and we were, you know, playing, playing it for people, friends, uh, people within the industry. Uh, we performed it a couple of times uh, live as well. One at, uh, one in Boyle Heights. And we've also actually recently, we've been having a residency over at, Zona Rosa Cafe over in, in, in Pasadena, uh, California, and we've been playing every every other Wednesday or so, and we've been just kind of hinting, testing the music out, and everyone has just been loving it, and it's like, oh, man, there's only seven songs? Y'all should do a full album. I think it would be super cool if you just did that, and Astro and I looked at each other like, okay, so we took the, the remainder of, of 2018 to just kind of grind out the last uh, few songs, and the one you just heard shouted out, that was one of the last ones to go on it. I just wanted to put something on there that had all the musical qualities of uh, sounds that are current, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I still wanted to put my fingerprints on there. And, and of course, Azure's fingerprints as well, not to try and sound like somebody else, but to integrate uh, what, where we are now sonically and musically, but again, to not forget to put our fingerprints and, and, and our uh-huh. authentic uh, vibe on it as well. So yeah, well, you, shout still, you did. You, you you did it very well. Are, are you still doing that residency? Yes, uh, I won't I won't be there uh, the the next couple of weeks. However, because I'll actually be in Las Vegas, uh, hanging out with my pops and performing with him, uh, which is always a treat for me. And I know it's super awesome for him too. And uh, hanging out with all the band members there and just just vibing out. It's it's a lot of fun. So I won't be there, unfortunately, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, if the residency continues, I'll definitely be there in February. So anybody in town that wants to come check it out, uh, you well, can either follow Zona Rosa Cafe, you can follow my Instagram, or Azure's one of us will definitely promote when we're performing. But it's every Wednesday night uh, at La Zona, Ro- uh, Zona Rosa Cafe uh, in Pasadena. Okay. Well, um, when you come back and you're, if you're still there, I will be there. All right. Hi, looking have forward to, to it. Oh yeah, I mean, good to see you again. And I also like like to meet her. And she's obviously LA based too. She sounds like somebody who's equally as interesting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
Well, we've got time for one more song, and um, this is kind of an unusual song. So um, here it goes. This is If You Want Love. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we are out of time. And Sal, it was mm. great to, to reconnect and to talk with you. Thank you so much for taking yeah. the time to be with us today. And so much, and thank you for the great music, too. Uh, likewise. Thank you for having me. Honored, honored and grateful. Thank you so much. Uh, remind people once again where they can get, get your music. Oh, right. Yes, of course. So Panic Mode came out uh, last fr- this past Friday, so everyone can check it out on uh, – it's it's now available on all streaming platforms, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. And if you, everyone wants to continue to follow me and, and see what's going on with the Remixicans and the other projects that I'm doing, Latinx, all that stuff, SalvadorSantana.com, as, as well as my uh, uh, social media platforms that are put up there and attached to there, y'all can just follow me up on there. Uh, and again, I'm just super honored and grateful to, to be here. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. Well, we we appreciate you. Uh, that's Sal Santana, and you follow him at uh, salsantana.com. And like I said, while you're there, sign up for his newsletter so you can keep track of uh, where he is and when you can see him play. The album is Remexicans, and look it up under R-M-X-K-N-Z. And that was our interview with uh, Sal Santana last week. And for those of you who really like Sal Santana's music like we do, check out the Zona Rosa Cafe if you're in L.A. Uh, and, and that's in Pasadena. Check out his schedule. He has a residency there on Wednesday nights. And otherwise, you should go to his website, follow the music. And if you happen to be in Las Vegas next week, you can see him and his dad on stage. I think they're probably going to be at the uh, um, Latin Music Awards. Anyway, you have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates, and also the Artistic Echoes Network and Canal Side Radio in England. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, get real-time update on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is no longer with us. She got her own radio show. You go, girl, Angeline Serrano. Uh, Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. Next week, we're going to talk with Oza Motley, a couple of guys from Oza Motley, one of the classic, original Latino fusion bands from Los Angeles. This is going to be a lot of fun. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on our guests. We'll give you the names of the members that are going to be there. In the meantime, have a great musical weekend, and I think we're going to leave you with a little music from Alice Wallace. This is Santa Ana Winds. Out on the horizon There's a wicked orange glow While the neighbors spray the rooftop With a garden hose You heard they couldn't save the horses So they had to let them go While the Santa Ana winds just below Wallace, you know, check out all of Alice's songs um, and uh, at rebelroads.com 
That's rubberroads.com.